Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 68 of the podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. And no, we don't have a new intro yet for the podcast, and I don't have a new name for the podcast, but we're still going to maintain the same content. I just haven't figured those things out, so bear with me while we're figuring those things out. However, what we have got figured out today is today's topic, and today's topic is we're talking about Generation Z. And the reason why we're talking about Generation Z is they are going to have a major impact on your communication in the future, if not right now. Now, when I say Generation Z, you may be thinking, wait a minute, I've heard of Generation Y, millennials, I've heard Generation X, but I have not heard of Generation Z. Well, that's what we're going to be diving into today. Generation Z is the generation that comes after the millennial generation. Now, let's make a couple of distinctions here as we dive into this topic. Uh, one... Generation Z, we're going to classify them as anybody who's born between 1995 and 2009. Okay, 1995 and 2009. So that means roughly Generation Y, your millennials, are born between 1990, 1977 and 1994. All right, so first off, that's kind of differentiation between the two. Second thing is, is some of this stuff will overlap with millennials, but we're finding more and more that Generation Z, especially my wife who's a student minister, is teaching me more and more about this, that Generation Z is definitely distinctive in how they approach life versus Generation Y, the millennials. She's seeing that more and more. She interacts with kids, uh, seeing how they have to plan events, how they how they conduct small groups, that those things are rapidly kind of bubbling up as she has conversations and she's realizing she can't approach things like she used to anymore with this generation Z as she uh, versus how she approached things with generation Y. And that's what we're going to dive in today. We're going to obviously talk about the church communi- church communications aspect of that. But uh, I want to kind of first obviously kind of separate the two so you kind of have an understanding. So what is generation Z? Who are they? Well, obviously as we said before, they've been born between 1995 and 2009. But more specifically, let's kind of talk about some of the characteristics that make them unique. Well, first off, one of the things we know about them is they are one of the most culturally diverse generations we've ever seen. Uh, they are more culturally diverse than millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, grace generation, you go down the line. They are the most diverse generation we've ever had. So you need to know they value diversity because they're going to see diversity. Diversity for them is going to be the norm. So if they don't see diversity, they're going to think something a little weird because honestly, they grow up in a world where everything's diverse. For us, how that plays out in communication, um, one of our video producers, Alex Lyons, is really good about going in and making sure that when we do something on video, that we have a diverse group of people on video. We want diversity in, we want as much diversity as we can get and be authentic about in our videos because we want Generation Z to see themselves in these videos. So having a diverse uh, group of people when we do video and we communicate uh, on stage on video if we can do that and still remain authentic to who we are um, we want to do that so that's what we're trying to do so we're one we're acknowledging they are the most diverse generation that we've ever seen second thing about them is they view work very differently than generation the baby boomers and generation x and i think they share some of this with generation y is that hierarchical organizations to them are not really what they favor favor they enjoy more of a flat-lined approach and when i want to say a flat line i'm talking about flat organizational structure in other words um we probably grew up more of a corporate structure 
And your church is probably structured in a corporate way. You have somebody at the top and then almost like a triangle kind of feeds down to you got people all the way at the bottom. For them, when they see those hierarchies and their inability to be able to reach and contact and and have contact with the top, that there's too many layers between them, this will get frustrating to them. They want a flat organization. They're looking for flatness in your organizational structure. Okay. They also think of it like this. When they look at an organization that's 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 shaped like that, for them, there's no sense of rapid advancement. You got to remember this generation, just generation has grown up with video games, but not just video games, video games that they've been able to conquer in 24 hours. So they may get the latest version of Halo and spend all weekend knocking it out. And so for them, that's a quick accomplishment and they want a culture by which accomplishments can come quickly. And I think for a lot of us who've been around long enough to know sometimes accomplishments don't come quickly, we know how difficult that is can be. Now, here's the other thing about that's interesting about Generation Z, which I think makes them a little more different than Generation Y, is that they're a little more cautious with their careers. Um, they're well-researched. Um, and you've got to remember with Generation Z, they're more cautious because they've not only seen, they saw some of 9-11 when they were really, really young, but they saw the economic collapse. So they're a little more cautious with how they've how they're going to approach careers. But at the same time, what's interesting is I think because they're cautious, we're starting to see that they're more innovative than millennials are. They're, we are finding for us that our Generation Z is more innovative than millennials, the Generation Y. So much so, we have found that if we ourselves are not, uh, we're not enabling them to do the work they want to do, they'll go do it themselves without us. So that means as we are creating content and we're creating those things for our church for communication purposes, we're better off handing creative assets over to Generation Z and letting them create their own content with that. So that could be logos, music, whatever that is, giving that over to them and let them create their own content. We're finding that they want to have a sense of ownership over that. And if they don't have that sense of ownership over it, they're going to reject that. So they're very innovative but they want to have a hand in it. If it's just handed to them and kind of said, here it is, and they're not making it their own, that's not going to play well with them. I know my wife has experienced that in certain certain aspects of when they've planned retreats, then all of a sudden Generation Z is much more like they wanted to plan the retreat along with you. In fact, they'll, they'll just tear up the playbook and start from scratch and so they can get it in a way that makes it feel like it's like they're a part of it as well. So when it comes to, when it comes to those type of things, keep in mind at the end of the day, they're looking, they're a little cautious, they're more innovative. Also, the other thing is, is about them is, is that they want to choose and work at a place that values mission. So from a church communication standpoint, it's you need to ask yourself, how well are you communicating mission to Generation Z? Um, are you communicating the mission of why you exist as a church? So keep that in the back of your mind as you are communicating to Generation Z. Now, here's a couple of things that are interesting things about how they view media. We know that Generation Z has what we call an eight-second filter. And what that means is, is they have about, within eight seconds, they can determine whether or not something is worth viewing and, and is worth their time. So you have about roughly about eight seconds. If it's not there, they're going to switch. So keep that in mind. So you're talking about a really quick switch, eight seconds. And if it's not there, they're going to move on. They're going to move on every eight seconds. They're going to move on if they don't see something they want to engage with. So the question you need to ask is, is the content you're creating for your church, are you capturing the first eight seconds? Because if not, then you may need to rethink your content and may need to put the most important punch in the front of the front of the content to get their attention and get them in the door with the content that you are creating. Also keep in mind that they are roughly spending about three hours in front of a screen per day. 
Um, that's not super high because obviously they're not totally engaged in the workforce yet. Um, I think as they engage in the workforce and spend more time in front of a computer and that kind of things, obviously that screen time will go up. But if they're in school uh, and home, whatever, they're spending roughly about three hours a day in front of a screen. Now, here's the other thing is they can handle up to five screens at a time which is different than millennials. Millennials, we know, are roughly about three screens. We know Generation Z is roughly about five screens at a time is what they can have in front of them. They will switch eight seconds, if you will, between screen, screen, and screen. They can do about five screens at a time. Now, when it comes to social media, more specifically, not just the content itself, when it comes to social media, a couple of things we've noticed about Generation Z is, is that they don't trust people who are non-users. So if you're not on social media, a lot of Generation Z assumes that you have something to hide, which I find kind of interesting. And I actually, I actually confirmed this when I got to speak at a college. Uh, I was speaking at a co- I taught a college class a while back, and I asked them, "How many of you are suspicious of somebody who's not on social media, especially somebody you're trying to date, somebody you're trying to get to know?" And literally, everybody's hand went up. So there is a suspicion that if you're not on social media, that you got something to hide. Now, that could be a great training point for you when you're trying to coach your ministers on social media. That being on social media actually can help build trust with Generation Z because you're being out there, you're in the open, and they can begin to build a rapport with you online. Now, the other thing you've got to also caution yourself with, and I think probably every student minister probably could agree with me if you're a student minister who listens to this podcast, is that they're also addicted to their devices. Their devices are an extension of themselves, much like Generation Y, but I think with Generation Z, because we, they really are truly digital natives, for them, they for them, the device is everything. So one of the things you're going to have to keep in mind as you're creating content, as you're dealing with this, is that you really are going to have a generation that is really, 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 really bound around the devices and not just any device, more than likely their mobile device. I'm becoming more and more convicted for us that every piece of content I create should be created around the mobile experience. So much so that I'm wondering if I should just ditch my laptop altogether and just work solely off of my phone to the fact I can experience exactly what Generation Z is experiencing because of how little they're actually going to spend on a desktop or laptop, how much work they're actually going to do on their phones and how much they're actually going to experience uh, the world on their phone. Now, how do they learn? And how does Generation Z learn? And how does that affect your communications and how you're going to communicate out to them? Well, keep in mind, much like Generation Y, they are driven by graphics. They are a graphic, visual, visual, visual generation. So video and graphics are going to play heavy into how they learn and how you're going to communicate to them. They're not really big on the lecture style classroom. So the idea that somebody's going to sit up and lecture to them and they're going to sit back and listen not going to work for them, which honestly is going to impact the way your pastor preaches. My pastor and I have had this conversation and this has been an ongoing conversation for the last two years of does my pastor need to change his preaching style and add more visuals and be more graphics and video driven in order to capture Generation Z and capture their attention. We also keep in mind that as you are trying to get their attention realize they're multitaskers they're going to be consistently trying to multitask which we all know is really not true you're not really multitasking but they're micro switching in between tasks now within that they also want to know if you are going to be communicating to them they want instant feedback on that communication so in other words if you give something back out to them okay and they feed back to you in other words you tweet something out you instagram something out and they write they want you to immediately write back to them the more instant the more quicker you are the more feedback it builds that relationship with Generation Z. So they want that consistent, instant 
feedback. Now, of course, there are some dangers with Generation Z. Some of your ministers may not have Generation Z people in their ministry, but they soon will. And here's some things that you need to know about Generation Z and some of the dangers that they're encountering. One, obviously, is cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, online bullying is big within Generation Z. Um, As my wife tells me that sometimes bullying happens not so much in what is said, but what is not said. Uh, She has shown me photos on Instagram of kids, and she says there's bullying in this photo. I was like, how I don't see bullying. She's like, what you're not seeing is, is these kids took a photo of themselves at a mall. Okay. And what they didn't, what they, what they did was they intentionally left somebody out of the photo to let them know that they weren't invited to whatever they were going to go do. So cyberbullying happens and happens more prevalent and it's more frequent than you would think among generation Z. We also know for them that they're going to have health problems. We know this is what my wife refers to them as the foodie generation. They love food. They're not really active. So Generation Z is going to struggle down the line with health problems that may not have an immediate impact, obviously, on your ministry aspect of it. But that's something you do need to be aware of, that they're not going to be a really, really active generation. Now, here's a couple of things for us, like how we're approaching this for ourselves, the applications we're making for all this information about Generation Z. How are we going to, how's it going to impact our ministry and how we're taking these away for our communications team. Well, a couple things is this is for us. We're jumping all in on video, Facebook live, Facebook video is where we're going to spend a good portion of our time because we believe that is where we are best served in terms of reaching generation Z. We're also acknowledging that in our worship center, we're going to have to think about how we can add additional screens and what kind of content we're going to put on those screens to engage that audience. Yes, we have some people that may not like the additional content that's on the screen during the sermon, but we know with Generation Z, it's one more way that we can reach them. The other thing is we're going to try to find ways to make that sermon live throughout the week. That's something I always have said on this podcast is one of your chief goals should be make your sermon and your worship service live throughout the week. We have to do that and we have to up the ante on that for Generation Z to kind of get at least take hold of one of those five screens that they're watching and and hopefully engage with them in that kind of format. We also have to figure out for us, how do we become more diverse? How do we reflect what they see the world around them? If we don't have that diversity on screen, in our photography and who people are, then we're going to have an issue connecting with this new generation if we're not a diverse group of people. And again, for us, that's not super easy because we're not an extremely diverse congregation. We do have some diversity, but we're working to become more diverse, but we've got to do that in order to reach that new generation. So that's some of the things we're thinking about with Generation Z and how it's going to impact us. If you want more information on Generation Z, uh, I suggest, and I'll put a link in the show notes, but McCrindle Research is probably the top they're located in Australia. They're probably the top researchers on Generation Z, highly different from Generation Y. And they've got some really good information, some really good stats, and just some stuff that I think you can really immediately apply to your communication strategies as you try to figure out what's the best way to communicate to this new generation. So there you go. Check that out. It's going to be worth your while to kind of investigate some of these things. So thank you so much for listening. Until next week, don't forget you can subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio if you're on Android. Thanks for listening. Bye.